0: Maybe church is the last place we are meant to judge what one another is wearing. Maybe this story is more about throwing some of those norms out the window. Because of who God is, we are no longer prisoners to the shoulds and the oughts. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will be not taken from her. The word of our Lord. So oftentimes when people are preaching on this story, they make Martha seem like, um, kind of like a bad person. <laughs> and they make Mary sound like such a good person and see Mary, she chooses what is best and so we should all be more like Mary and less like Martha. Yet thinking in those binaries is exactly what the story is trying to pull us out of. We enter many situations with the lens of this is good and this is bad. Don't do that and be more like this. This morning, as you were getting ready to come to church, maybe you thought about what outfit would best be appropriate, or maybe as you choose to worship online, uh, you did so because you didn't want to put on the most appropriate church outfit. (laughs) And all this because we have preconceived notions about what we should and shouldn't wear to church. Imagine if you saw someone in church wearing something really outside the norm. It's tempting to judge them. Maybe church is the last place we are meant to judge what one another is wearing. Maybe this story is more about throwing some of those norms out the window. Because of who God is, we are no longer prisoners to the shoulds and the oughts. We are no longer captive to you should be or you ought to be more like this. Hafez has a poem called Dropping Keys that says, the small man builds cages for everyone he knows, while the sage who has to duck her head when the moon is low keeps dropping keys all night long for the beautiful rowdy prisoners. We are all Martha. We all try to do what we deem appropriate and right. We work so hard to do the right thing, to say the right thing, and to be a good person. In fact, this text is still heavily debated among people in the Middle East because hospitality is so crucial there. When the story is shared, everyone would want to be Martha, to be hospitable you would completely understand why Martha is so put out by her sister Mary not helping. People, Jesus is their guest. The beginning of our gospel today says, Martha welcomed Jesus into her home. Can you imagine if you were welcoming Jesus into your home to eat, to speak, to drink, to be merry? Some of us know what happens before certain guests come over to our homes. Maybe some people in the home go on a cleaning rampage while yelling out orders and demands, clean the bathroom, vacuum the entryway. Yet Martha observes her sister sitting at the feet of Jesus. Mary left Martha to do the work and this act of Mary goes against the cultural norms of that time. Who does she think she is? For a woman to sit among men while there is hosting to be done? Woof, heaven forbid. Then Martha sees this and our scripture says, she came to Jesus and asked him, have you ever gone to Jesus and wondered, God, I am trying to do everything right. I'm trying to do everything as best I can. I care so much and I am so tired of feeling like I'm doing this alone. Martha asks Jesus, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do everything? In essence, Martha is asking Jesus, do you see me? Jesus responds to Martha, I do do you see me? Jesus says, Martha, Martha, you're worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing, and Martha isn't bad or wrong. Martha feels alone. Martha feels tired. Martha is doing all she can to keep her head above water while tending to the cultural norms, and in her frustration and pain, she goes to Jesus. I pray I would be more like Martha. I pray when I am at the breaking point, Jesus is the one I turn to. I pray I have the audacity to ask Jesus why when I don't understand. And the answer Jesus gives her gives us all pause. In the presence of the Holy Spirit we get to sit, we get to rest, we get to be mended by the truth of who God is and the truth of who we are in Christ. We are resurrection people and do we live most of our lives as prisoners captive to the demands and expectations of this world? or? Do we live like people who have been set free and extend that freedom to others? I just got back, as some of you know, from a backpacking trip with some young adults in Colorado. We went to a magical place called Rainbow Trail Bible Camp. And to be honest, I was a bit nervous. Um, I'm not what most people would call a happy camper. Uh, I enjoy the luxuries of like shampoo and conditioner and like soap and (laughs) I mean honestly I do like hiking and being outdoors and swimming. Um, I just also like to like be in a bed without spiders or bats or you know any of the above. And at the same time I knew ahead of time I needed to make sure to pack just the right things because I was told that if I did not bring rain gear or just the right hiking boots, it could completely ruin the whole trip. So I spent days running around before gathering from beloved friends, things like tents and um, sleeping bags. I became a member of REI, I still don't know what that means. Maybe (laughs) Maybe that'll make me feel a little more prepared for this big adventure. I will say by far, it is the hardest thing I have ever done. This trip of a lifetime tested me, it pushed me. And if I had the choice, I would absolutely do it over again. I had the opportunity to share space with young adults and talk about our faith in a real way that's tangible. I was the oldest one on the trip and um, with the least amount of experience hiking. Very humbling. As Free Range Pastor Jenny, I get invited to carve out spaces where people can wonder together about who this triune God is. And sometimes the environments I am invited into are foreign spaces and a bit treacherous. This was one of them. And yet, the way we were churched together was life-changing. It started with collecting and borrowing gear from friends as I went on this journey. I borrowed a backpack, a sleeping bag, clothes, a headlamp, no way to make that look cool, Um, from amazing friends. And also, they extended so much grace to me. They knew I didn't know how to do this. My friend Claire borrowed a backpack to me, and she was so excited for me to carry this bag. That was given to her from her late grandpa. And usually, with things that are given, you protect them, you hide them away, you don't let anybody touch them. And yet, she could not wait for me to carry it around the mountains of Colorado. Again, there was gear that I borrowed from a gracious friend, Liesl. And she showed me how to use them, because they're quite complicated. And in the In the process of showing me how to use them, she said things like, if you break this, if you lose it, if this doesn't come back with you, don't worry. I don't want you to feel responsible. These things are meant to be used, are meant to go out. And so I just ask that you enjoy them. And I have never felt more set free in my life. (laughs) Using gear you've never used before, borrowing it from others, but from people who are gracious and loving and just saying, enjoy this, this is for you. It sure doesn't fit the world's expectations of you buy it, you you break it, you buy it. And then there was the actual backpacking and camping. Like I said, I've never been on such a trip before. And as we set off into the woods, there was no service. So all of the emails, texts, phone calls, you name it, could not reach me. The first day, it was quite difficult, if I'm honest. Um, I was not used to being so unplugged. And yet, Hank, one of the campers, said he loved camping because everything becomes so simple. The distractions of the world get set on the back burner because surviving is the main event. Things like getting water and filtering it so you can drink water, building fires so you can stay warm and cook food, relying on one another to survive. In the absence of distractions and expectations, we all sunk into the voice of God blowing through the trees and whispering encouragement through one another. Despite the fact that we couldn't shower or bathe with soap, wear deodorant, or brush our teeth with toothpaste, we grew closer. Even though we all had different views on how God shows up in the world, we shared vulnerably and honestly in the glow of the campfire. With no makeup to cover our blemishes or multiple outfits to change our perspective, we just simply loved each other. What camping in those circumstances does is it frees us from the cages of expectations and distractions. We can only show up as we are, and we need each other in the process. We are all Martha. We are all distracted and trying so hard. And this radical creator of all things good and holy is inviting us to take a holy pause. Sit at the feet of truth, and let the truth of who God is and who we are set us free. One night, as we were cooking dinner, one camper asked me, When you sit with people who are dying, what is the most common regret they have? The most common regret I have found among the dying are the moments they didn't take to just be present and love their people and their God. They always thought they had more time. They were too distracted by the loudest obligations or expectations. And this graceful God, this love will never force you or guilt you. It will never demand your attention or affection. It is just hoping you will know the greatest thing you will ever experience is this love and the gift of sharing it with others. For all this and more, we give thanks.